episode of Danny and Charlie do craft crafting podcast extravaganza we can't actually guarantee it's going to be that professional but we can definitely guarantee there's going to be lots of craft chats it will be more professional than our first attempt though which you will not see yeah just yet. one one day we might play it one day so the structure of this is that we the first off we start with our crafting past what's been going on our crafting present what we're doing now and our crafting future do we hope to achieve so starting us off with our crafting past is charlie thanks danny well i have been traveling around the world a whole friggin lot lately and um, one of my recent trips was to paris and following danny's lead on her trip to japan i thought i'd take a couple of uh, minutes to check out what kind of wool and craft and wonderful shops they had in paris and I stumbled on one in particular that got loads of awesome reviews on Google, and it's called La Druguerie, um, which is on Rue du Jour in Paris, which is really terrible uh, Parisian or French accent I did there. Um, I went that, to that shop, and they've got kind of a strange policy there of um, the wool is all kind of tied up on the walls, and you can see it's all in beautiful strings and. It's all very lovely, but what you have to do is queue up and then you have to go and ask for the amount of wool to be weighed out. I have never been anywhere that does anything like that before. And it does involve knowing some French, which I do not know any French. And there are a lot of people in there um, brandishing craft books, pointing sort of maniacally at what they want. And there's a whole room full of jars, buttons, and, and it's all on wooden shelves. And it's kind of like a library version of a craft shop. And there's all kinds of ribbons on the walls and, and gloriousness. Um, but mostly I sort of sat there uh, looking a little bit out of my depth, um, desperately wanting to buy something, but having no no French at hand to do to do so. So you couldn't even pick the balls up off the wall? Mm -mm. Oh, no. That's really confusing. And so was it by weight? It's by weight. And what you did was you, you found an assistant at the front counter. Yeah. It was all so beautiful. You couldn't take photos, though, which is another aside. No photos. No photos. Um, and then you, you got that assistant to help you out. Obviously, it would help if you had a project in mind and you took your book in and you said, this is exactly what I want to make. And some very skilled and knowledgeable uh, person would take you around and find you everything you needed for your project. Then you get it all totted up, put it in a bag, and then you go over to another till where a lady sort of sits in this sort of ticket booth style till area and you go and buy from her. But in the meantime, you... It's a bit complicated. It's very complicated. And I did read a few reviews, which you can find if you just search for the Drugery on um, Google Reviews. I really hope I'm saying that right. Um, and people have said that their experiences have been sort of similar to mine, that they really wanted to buy something, but felt a bit out of it and not really able to buy something despite really wanting to. And obviously they've got a lot of regulars that, that totally use it all the time and love it. So I recommend visiting, don't expect to take any photos, and if you're good <laughs> at French, you might buy something. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, 
It's actually not completely dissimilar to the shop I'm about to talk about, apart from that everyone was really lovely and you could pick the wall off the wall. Um, I, I'm sorry, listeners, if you read my blog, you'll know that I go on about Japan quite a lot. But um, as it's my most recent trip, I'm still really excited about it and still keep doing that. Oh, when I was in Tokyo thing, boring everyone to death. But um, the shop I'm going to talk to is called, talk to, talk about, is called Avril. And then they've got, they've got a branch in Kichijoji in Tokyo. And they've also got a branch in Kyoto, which I'm yet to go to, but I'm trying to make an excuse next year. So this shop is kind of similar in that the wall is on the wall and you have to, and you do it by weight and you have to talk to someone and pick it out. But um, everyone's really nice and helpful. I don't think it's unusual for tourists to go in there. It's The reason that I want to bring it up is that it's the home of like, habu yarn and fancy yarn. So they don't just do normal wool. They do they do like bamboo wool or um, they do this really, really nice stuff. It's like bamboo paper and you can like crochet little baskets out of it. Um, they do these silk and steel blends. I think you can get some of these in, in Loop in London. So Habu and Fancy, are they brands of yarn? Habu is a brand. Fancy is kind of a type. I've, I've basically tried to find a word to describe this because I've Googled the heck out of it. I really want to buy some more and I cannot find it in the UK. It's kind of, basically, it's loads of different types of yarn. So it can be like simple cotton with like little tiny pom-poms all along it. Right. And did you use it to um, in? embellish one of your recent necklaces yes. washi wrap. Ah, yes, I can I tell do. you it's very beautiful wool. Now I know what's what's going on here. It's, <laughs> it's lovely. It's very cute. And 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 you can it, there's some that's got like tiny little flags on it all the way along. So obviously as you can imagine it was it's it's probably quite expensive to make quite a big ball. So you can buy it by weight, but it's quite fine. So I got like twenty grams and it was ended up being quite a big ball and I'm not actually using it for knitting because it's just, I'm going to have to put pictures on the blog, aren't I, to really show you how beautiful this this yarn is. What I've been using it for is like decorating, like wrap, like they use it a lot for kind of wrapping presents, decorating things like that. I've been using it in my jewellery just as a nice little extra touch. Um, it's really nice for garlands and things like that as well. And um, I'm also making some woolen bracelets, but I'll put a post up about them later, so watch this space. And and just the atmosphere was really nice. I think it did help that I went in with my boyfriend who's half Japanese and his Japanese mother. So I didn't that actually would help. Yeah. If I'd gone in with a French boyfriend <laughs> and his French mother, I feel I would have had a different experience in La Drugery. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually have to talk, but it was you could take it to the counter, so as long as you like you could say ten grams and, and they would know what you meant and that was fine. So it's not don't be put off if you don't speak Japanese it, it is I think they're really nice and just a bit of pointing and kind of guesswork and I yeah think you can still still buy what you need a good excuse to visit Tokyo it was just so beautiful it's one of my favorite shops and listeners if anyone knows where I can get it in the UK I mean you can buy it online on their site but I think I just need to build up the the energy to do that I think it isn't going to be as easy as it would be just to Walk into a shop in London, if anyone knows of a shop in London that stocks Avril yarn, please let me know. And next up after that, we've got um, a little bit of a roundup of our trip to Wool House, which unbelievably was actually in March. Nonetheless, it's crafting past, so it fits the um, description. Um, we visited Somerset House just up the road from where we work at Penguin Books. 
which made it a very ideal lunchtime jaunt and made it even more exciting once we got there and realised what it was, which was just a whole load of woolly amazingness. Beautiful thing. Including giant woolen sheepskin chairs and big crocheted bears and big great long sort of pixelated woolen rugs and <gasps> someone spinning. There was someone spinning. There was a spinner there that told us that I believe she said that Toronto's got an awesome knitting scene. So if anyone's got any details about that, we'd love to know. Yeah, um, and you can actually go to the blog and see um, a few pictures from our visits to Somerset House to see the campaign for Wool, which was the Wool House, which was at Somerset House. And there was Dom Donna Wilson was there, who you know we've written about on the blog before and done a couple of her patterns. Um, she did a kids' room, which was magical magical rugs that were knitted to look like wood wool and there was there were curtains with with clouds and rain falling and it wasn't moving it was all woolen but it was great i wanted it to be my bedroom i nearly moved in it was very movinable that's a made-up word but it was um it worked there was also a quick vine which you can find on the blog of our quick sort of whistle stop vine of all of the things that we we saw there um, it was very good. I went on the last day with my not really very much into wool partner, more like into metal, to go to their the final day at Wool House and uh, visit their uh, high tea party to celebrate the end. Um, when I when I RSVP'd for it, uh, the I got the response from the lady and it said, don't forget to wear your tweed. So I was like, I'll get in tweed. I've got a tweed skirt. Lovely jubbly. Sorted. Tie. My, my partner, Canadian, bearded, angry, stubborn, will not wear tweed. No way <laughs> on hell's earth is that man oh. getting in tweed. Um, but what I didn't realise was that tweed was an absolute essential for getting in to said tea party. Um, and at which point we got to the door and Ty was, uh, was royally turned away <laughs> while I went in and grabbed a macaroon milled around on my own for a little bit and then decided that I was a bit lonely that I was going to go and find him to look around the rest of the exhibition. Um, so uh, just let, let that be a lesson to you. If you're told to wear tweed, I recommend everybody in your party wears the tweed. I recently treated myself to some Knit Pro circular needles, which I got from Loop at the approximate cost of 60 quid. Um, I used some vouchers, so I was, I was definitely in for treating myself, but I've got um, six different sizes of, of needle from sort of, I think I've got the smallest is two and it's right up to six. So quite a good selection. And I actually bought them so I could start the Stephen Bonegard shawl. Stephen West Bonegard shawl. Bonegard? Bonegard. <laughs> Is it Bonegard? <laughs> <laughs> the Bonegard shawl, uh, which you'll I all be very familiar with. <laughs> Bonegard is just a word that... What does that even mean? I'm not sure. I like it. It should be a pattern, Stephen West, if you're listening. Make that Bonegard <laughs> shawl just for me. Um, I haven't finished the other one, though, so maybe you've got time. You can take your time on that. Um, these knitting needles are great, and you can go to our blog now and find um, a page about Essential Craft Kit where we will feature those needles and um, a couple of suggestions where to buy them in London, although... They'll be available around the world, no doubt. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Definitely online. And um, my recent purchase is a... Moving away from the wool. The wool love. So hard to do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I'm, I recently bought a rubber stamp making kit from Cass Art. I love Cass Art. I really, really love the big one in Angel. It's just 
It is. I mean, I'm a little bit like a kid in a candy store because I do kind of just throw everything in my basket in like a mad frenzy. And then at the end, I calm down and then I start taking things out that I think are perhaps a bit unnecessary. But the stamp making kit definitely was not unnecessary. I have never been to Cass Art. Tell, tell me more. What is this place in, in Angel that I've never heard they've of? Got, they've got a little one on Charing Cross Road as well that I sometimes pop into. It's hmm. basically like um, a really big shop for art supplies. Um, it's one of those shops where they've always got an offer on. Everything's always reduced a bit. Um, that works. That works, works great. Yeah. <laughs> well, a little too great because then you put more in. You're saving money. Apart from the washi tape, sadly, no discount on that. I still bought loads, obviously. But um, it, you can, so it's great for paper craft. They've got like washi tape, lots of different like, um, lots of different sketching paper and little notebooks, which I love decorating with washi tape. <laughs> with washi tape and Avril yarn. Sound like I'm a salesperson for washi tape. <laughs> and, um, on the, and they have loads of different kits and they have lots of cute kits for kids actually, which I, I quite like buy for myself but um, the stamp making kit wasn't actually for kids it just came with um, a little cutter with two different sizes a bit of rubber a bit of tracing paper and so um the first one i tried out was i i drew myself a little flower like keep it nice and simple and then um obviously i had a little ink pad left over from all the other stamps i have and um, you basically just make your own stamp and it's just really, really fun. And I just feel like I just really like the effect of um, stamped rubber. It just looks quite nice. There is something very pleasing about stamp. I don't know yeah. what it is or why it is, but there is something very pleasing about carving something out of lino or, or rubber or whatever and printing it. Gosh yeah, knows. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it's something, something in being a human being that is really pleasing about that. I remember I recently RSVP to a wedding and I stamped a maple leaf on the back with nice. one of my maple leaf stamps and I, I was I was very thrilled and excited <laughs> by that. I was like, that looks great. And I did, had some washi tape by the side of it. Yes. Um, and I was like, well, that's great. Um, if I got that in the post, I'd be really happy, <laughs> even though it's just an envelope. Now we're moving on to our crafting present, which is really about what we're doing right now. And actually, it would be a massive, great big lie to say that I am doing this right now. But my intention is to set up my sewing machine again as a little while ago, actually quite a few months ago, I bought this amazing fabric from Liberty, Liberty, going uh, through their offcuts pile, which is about the only place I, I could afford yeah. <laughs> to buy fabric yeah, from I Liberty. I to the offcut pile. <laughs> Every now and again, when the offcut pile hasn't really satisfied my need for fabric, I go and look at the actual buy-by-the-meter fabric and then promptly look at the price and leave. Um, quite sad. But this time I found a, an enormous piece of fabric that will make a king-size um, quilt. It will definitely make a king-size quilt wow, big enough to do that. Blimey. And it was 30 quid. Bargainous. Touching. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's just like all these beautiful flowers and it's got lots of lovely pinks and dark greens in it and it's got some lighter yellow. So the backing fabric could be all sorts of different colours. Um, and there is um, a really simple, easy quilt how-to guide on a particular blog called um, whatkatydid.com. Um, Although this, this link that I post in here is called katydid.squarespace.com but I'm pretty sure it's called What Katie Did. If you type in what Katie did easy quilt um, into Google, it will come up on the first page of results. And it's just a super simple felting, uh, not felting, super simple quilting thing where you just choose what kind of stitch you want to do to sort of tie it all together. 
And I, if I don't do this quilt by August, I promise my friend that she can buy the fabric off me to do one herself because I said, it's one of those things that you buy this beautiful bit of fabric mm. and it just sort of sits there. And oh, yeah. I pers- purposely left the um, Liberty bag, the purple Liberty bag, next to my bed all this time so I don't forget about the fabric. Good idea. And so it's just sitting there and I just need to, to set up the sodding sewing machine and go. I, I do have a slight fear. You know, the fear of yeah. this, of, of the... My fear is, because you're, you're sewing such a long piece of fabric, is if it ever, the bobbin and the needle ever get tangled. Yeah. What happens if you're in the middle? Sheer I meltdown. Know, I know, I'm so scared of quilting. It, it, it's kind of concerning. What mm. I might do is potentially try and sort of cut it into, because it's going to be quilted anyway, mm. so I might cut the fabric down into sort of four squares. So I can, haven't quite figured it out yet, but I'm going to have a go. And try not to like freak out about getting it wrong or messing it up. You should definitely post your progress. I will. I will definitely. And um, before I move on to my crafting present, actually, I just realised I forgot to mention a lovely blog which actually led me to Avril in the first place, and that is Travel Knitter. I think it's just travelknitter.com. I really like this blog, and especially for Tokyo, it was really helpful. So thank you very much, Travel Knitter, for putting me in truck with Avril and giving me directions as well it was quite hard to find <laughs> I have to say I did find Le Drugerie in, in France all through blogs as well um, many of them spoke about it. I don't have a specific one that I looked at but I took all my details from, from the lovely blog- blogging community that put oh, all these details up community. there it's so handy for travelling I think mm. and really great for finding stores that you like in London and that is definitely something that I want to do more of kind of give people advice for craft shopping in London because you know it's not easy everything's spread out it's so it's spread not. out it's quite nice to have someone I just think personal recommendations so nice definitely so moving on to my crafting present which um as anyone reading my blog will know is my Etsy store <laughs> that is now handmade Amy not not Amy made <laughs> I've so um I think it, you know, I think I always find it useful when people document that how they've set up their Etsy store. So I'm going to try and kind of let people know all the things, the hurdles that I go over and all the problems I encounter in the hope that other people won't have the same issue and, and read my blog and realize, okay, note to self, don't do that. So the first thing is Etsy. Um, if someone has ever set up a shop with the name you like, you cannot. You cannot have that name. Even if the shop is closed, even if they don't use it anymore, unfortunately, you can't. Well, this is my understanding. If I'm wrong, please do. Please do let me know. So um, I checked all the... Perhaps I went a bit over the top and I checked all the business directory lists. I googled and I did I did what I thought was everything. But not checking the Etsy shop. Well, I, I checked active shops, nothing. And then I went to put in my name, which was Amy Made. Just a little explanation. Ami is um, a word in Japanese. It's like a it's a character in Japanese. It's not really a word on its own, and it's it's used in all like my favourite words. So it's the it's the Ami from Ami Gurumi, the really cute animal crochet, like the little little figures crochet. It's yep. that character. It's used in it's used in knitting. It's used in weaving. It's used in crochet. I really like the character as well, the way it looks. So I really wanted to use that in my my name like my travels and and japan have been such a big influence on my crafting so i really wanted to use a nice character so i was so determined and um 
<laughs> I went with Amy Made because Amy Crafts was taken and uh, put it in. I made my banner, which another good tip, people, do not make the banner until you have confirmed that your shop name is free. Same so, advice, same advice. Am not, I am not a designer. This took me quite some time and uh, I was really pleased with it finally. And then I get uploaded it, everything. Get my shop name in. You cannot have that shop name. It's taken. I was devastated. <laughs> and so I hastily, re like hastily changed it. And um, I th so I think it was Amy Crafts. I hastily changed it to Amy Made. And uh, I thought that was the end of it. Unfortunately, I hadn't done the Google check on that one. I just hastily changed it at the last minute. And then a Google check threw up a company that designs Asian furniture. So uh, then I had to go back and change it again. And that's how we got to Handmade Amy. So, um, yeah, just FYI, everyone. Just, you know, check that that name hasn't been taken on Etsy. It might not be on Google, but it could still be taken. So, yeah, that's, that, you know, the shop is up now. I'm adding to it bit by bit, which is really exciting. Um, I think at first I found it quite, it took me quite a while taking all the photos, but... Um, now now that I'm getting more into the habit of it, I'm just adding little bits every now and again. So, And every time I add something, you know, I feel pleased with myself, even though it's not really, you know, I should feel more pleased when I made it. But when it's on the shop, I feel really pleased with myself. So, yeah, I, you know, I highly recommend it, even though I've just made it sound quite a trial and an ordeal. It, it is really satisfying once you see your own things up there on your little shop that you've put together. It is, it is nice. And you should check it out. You can find Stanley's shop via our blog. And also um, by searching Etsy for Handmade Ami. Um, That's the one. Assuming Etsy search works. I sometimes find it difficult to find shops on Etsy or refine shops on Etsy. Yeah. Find products on Etsy very easy, but finding shops can be quite difficult. It is. You have to put... What I found when I was obviously trying to check the names, I either just took the URL, which is www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash and then whatever name. Mm -hmm. Or if you type into Google search Etsy shops, then you... It's much easier to find that than through Etsy. Yeah, I don't think Etsy's it. not optimised for searching for specific shops. It's, no, it's yeah. Search is optimised for, for product and filtering by product and all those kind of things. Um, Etsy, if you're listening, a shop search would be awesome. Just or in case you define shop search. Yeah, definitely. It would be also be awesome to be able to um, filter shops by the UK only. Oh, yeah. So easy. I would love that. Please do that. If, 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 <laughs> if you can, tell us details. We'd love to hear. Or if there's a beta version out there, um, we both work in a digital team here, so feel free to get in touch. Um, oh, we'd love to have a go. <laughs> yeah, um, it would be great. Okay, so now we move on to crafting future. This could be complete pipe dreams, but actually this time no round, pipe dreams. it's just about knitting our friend Dan a knitted gift. Um, because he's going to design us a logo, he rocks. Um, thanks, Dan. Thanks. You're already getting a mention and you haven't done any work, so just, just bear <laughs> that in mind. Um, I, um, he thought I was going to knit him something sarcastic or, or, or slightly insulting, but actually I'm going to knit him one of the Mushy Mushy uh, free patterns, which we spoke about in the last podcast, which was a pilot, which you won't hear, but what I can tell you is that it's a Mushy Mushy land and you could go to... Mushymushyland.com, which is M-O-C-H-I, M-O-C-H-I, land. And they have a ton of free patterns. And that that is following the Ami kind of style of, of 
of yeah, design. It's yeah. tiny, tiny little characters. Um, I also wrote about this lady that um, that does these patterns and runs this site in a previous blog post about Berlin and the Pictoplasma um, exhibition can character walk in 2013. You can find that on the blog. Um, but she has got a particularly awesome um, tiny perching pigeons pattern, which was alliteration, I believe. I like perching that a pigeons lot. pattern, which I almost didn't get out. Um, and I think Dan will get some of those. And plus, it's just tiny knitting, and it means it's quick and highly, highly satisfying. And yeah, massively cute. Done in an hour. Thanks, I will. Brilliant. Um, and people love tiny things. Just a given. So Dan, got some tiny creatures coming your way. <laughs> Possibly something that also has washi tape on it, I imagine. I know, I was trying to think what I could throw into that mix that would even slightly match a tiny, tiny creature. And uh, I'm struggling, I'm not going to lie. You should be creative with, with washi tape. I don't know, maybe we could just spell his name out in washi tape. I like it. Although suddenly that feels like a massive waste of washi tape. <laughs> Uh, Damn, no not worth my washi tape. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll we'll think of something. I'm sure. Yeah. In the come, meantime, I'll come up with something. The um the tiny bird will will have to do. And now, latest from the blog. The latest from the blog, literally this weekend, published on Saturday night, was a write up of London-based embroidery and design studio Hawthorne and Heaney, and I had to write up about them. I hadn't planned to, but I saw on Facebook, on their Facebook page, which you can find by searching them, there are not very many Hawthorne and Heaney's. It's spelled H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E, and Heaney is spelled H-E-A-N-E-Y. You can find them on, on Facebook, and they are documenting their design and embroidery of a couture dress from start to finish. And they posted a load of amazing photos up of... Um, of some of the embroidery work that they've already started around the mesh and the bottom of the dress. I um, can't exactly see how it's going to take shape just yet because it's effectively big sort of realms of, of fabric and I'm not exactly sure you wouldn't call it mesh exactly. I'm not sure what the fabric is. It's, it's, all, it's not organza. Kind of organza-y, meshy. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mesh makes it sound horrible. It's not. It looks gorgeous. It's like a fine net. It's like a netting. It's a word that we're not, a fabric that we're not... We don't have the word for it to hand at the tips of our fingers, but it, it's, us, it's beautiful. If you go on the blog, you'll see just like a few of the pictures of what they've done so far. And they're going to be documenting the whole pro process on their Facebook page. And I think it'll be absolutely gorgeous when it's finished. So um, you can definitely check that out on the blog. And well, actually, the latest thing I posted was my shop. So I'm not going to bore you with more details. Um the post before that was Let's Draw Cute Animals, a book review. Um, the book's by Sachiko Emoto, and it is really, really cute. Um, I wish you could see pictures of it. You can you can see pictures on our blog. Um, I just really love her illustrations. I really like her style. I follow her blog, even though I can't actually read it. And um, <laughs> it's just, um, I just think they're just kind of quite simple, but quite really cute and they've got like a little warmth to them like I've, I've also got let's draw I think it's let's draw happy people and it's just that's delightful it's just so delightful <laughs> that sums it up so well when you're just I, and I 
I remember I was just in a, I, th I think I said in my blog, I was in a bit of a grouch one afternoon. You know when you spend a bit too much time on your own and uh, you get, yep. a bit, get a bit grumpy and then um, I just thought, instead of sitting here just, uh, getting more and more grumpy, why don't I do something to actively cheer myself up? And it just worked. It was just so therapeutic to draw these really warm characters, just copy them out. And like her, her right, I mean, obviously it's translated, but um, the way it's written is so cute. And they've trans I think they've translated it well into English. It, it, it comes across really nicely. You know, we should have just like a let's draw cute animals lunch where we, so just, we just all draw animals from the, from the book. Whenever then... anyone's a bit stressed, I'm just going to just pass them the book there you so go get some kind of therapy flick through um, i think we could just use it in lieu of in lieu of yoga <laughs> yeah that's my suggestion i like it it's cheaper than I like yoga it. it's cheaper and you don't have to change your clothes precisely <laughs> it's just it's the one thing i just can't be bothered to all do the boxes. <laughs> excellent and i bought that from cass art again an angel but um i think you can also buy it from waterstones which is nice. Mm -hmm. And actually, we are moving on to recommended books. It's like two recommendations in one podcast. It's two recommendations, but that's what this podcast is about. Sharing the craft, love. Sharing the craft you love. Um, what I was going to recommend was, what I am going to recommend is, I will recommend this book, if I can get the sentence out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to recommend The Knitted Odd Bunch by Donna Wilson. I already knitted um, Olive Owl from this book, which is super cute. I knitted um, Olive Owl um, up in an Angora yarn and it's worked really well. And it's got a really lovely like colour work panel on it. It's just delightful. The The whole thing is, is, is wonderful. And you can buy this book for um, £11.67 exactly from foils.co.uk. Um, it's got some really weird patterns in it. You, you'll find some, some, some really quite strange creations of Donna Wilson's in there but they're somehow just really appealing um and it kind of goes along with her style which we saw at Wool House and you can see some of the pictures of the room that, that she did there and she's got kind of a couple of her cuddly toys and creatures and critters and creations there um I've also seen them for sale in in John Lewis for um, quite a significant amount of money so buying the book you can make it yourself and save about 70 quid um <laughs> Wow, that is a saving. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, and they're... you had the fun of making it as well. And the smugness. You can be like so totally <laughs> smug. Like, you know how much this would cost you and John Lewis? It would have cost you at least 50 quid. But you know what? I made it. In six months, with a lot of hard graft <laughs> and some stuffing, I've created it my very own self. Hey, you've got to do it casually. True. Yeah, I made it myself. What of it? <laughs> That's true. I, I was like being way more smug, whereas you'll be like, yeah, laid back, laid back, but totally owning it. So, so that's it. That's why I recommend it. She's also got a new book, which I was going to recommend, but I couldn't quite get my head around. And it's called um, Creative Creatures, um, which you can also find if you go and look at her site, which is DonnaWilson.com. Um, and it sort of has paper craft and it has some card making in it. And that was um, published in February this year. Um, I haven't seen the book, so I'm not recommending it, but it looked really interesting. And there's a super, super cute trailer which I can unfortunately only find on Amazon, which is not a recommended retailer from us, but um, <laughs> you can go to Amazon. You like retailers that pay their tax. Exactly. You can, <laughs> you can have a look at the awesome uh, book trailer and then you can go and buy it from somewhere else. We like to keep it independent if we can. Preferably. If possible. You can actually buy it directly from Donna Wilson on her site, so um, you could always do that. 
Lovely. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about my book, my recommended book, because I just talked about a book, and I'm going to save it for the next one. That's a good idea. That's it. So I guess all we have to say is thanks for listening. Special thanks to Steve Daudry for our awesome podcast theme tune. Thanks, Devo. Thanks, Devo. Um, it, it's it's ukulele awesomeness. Um, yep. I was just going to say we're a big fan of getting creative friends to help us out. Oh yes, a big fan. If you've got any friends who are designers or you know like like to be musicians on the side, take advantage of it. <laughs> it comes highly recommended. <laughs> All you have to do is make them something. It's easy, cake or or tiny knitted birds what's steve getting that's a good point okay we need to make <laughs> something for steve <laughs> um if you want to hear more from us you can visit the blog at www.dannyandcharlie.wordpress.com or you can send us an email at dannyandcharliedocraft at gmail.com i feel it's probably necessary to spell danny because there are so many different ways to spell it so it's d-a-n-n-i and Charlie is C-H-A-R-L-I-E, not Y. So yeah, that's us. Okay, thanks very much for listening. Thanks for Bye. listening.